Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sophie Scott. And I'm James Gill. Our mission is to make wellness accessible to everyone. We'll be chatting with our favourite people. Sharing uplifting news stories. And delivering tips and tricks. To bring balance to your lives. Hello, welcome to the Balance Podcast. Our guest this week, presenter, broadcaster, actor, uh, super Laura Whitmore. What a a lovely dude. It's practically a catchphrase, this, isn't it? Because everyone is lovely. But that's good. I mean, crikey, please let that run continue. Um, so Laura Whitmore reveals how she made her big break happen herself. She entered a competition. It resulted in a job with MTV. And the rest, as they say, is history. Um, lo- what Laura also talks about is is loneliness and making friends in a big city. Because it's hard. If, I mean, I, I moved from... I mean, I, to be fair, I'm, I'm from Leeds, which which is a city. So, I'm, But I moved from Leeds to London. Maybe you've, in your life, moved to a city or from one city to another city and it can be hard to make friends so Laura reveals how she made friends in London and it isn't it isn't what you would expect so it wasn't what I was expecting um Laura is also talking about world chase tag so the the URL is worldchasetag.com so genuinely if you do want to make pals visit the website because you can find a WCT affiliated space and get chasing We'll chase. If you want to play tag, I want to get this right. Tag is the most played and universal sport in history. So you might think, nah, it's got to be football. But then if you've got kids, what do you play in the garden? Tag. We also play a lot of hide and seek. Uh, And, yeah, I'm sometimes annoyingly good at it because I take it too seriously. Uh, by the way, I'm going off on here. If you're a parent and you play hide and seek with your kids, have you ever had that moment where your hiding place was too good and you realise that the kids have gone on to do something completely different? I've sat in a cupboard and then I've heard voices from downstairs and realised that they're now colouring in and you're just sat on your own in a cupboard. Uh, again, I've shared too much. Uh, anyway, Laura Whitmore. Don't know why I shouted her name there. Uh, brilliant. Lovely. Lovely. Uh, but first up is our good news section. So as you'll know, you may have heard the uh, recent episode where I tried to get through the good news section about diversity in the England cricket team and then it took me four attempts because I kept crying. Well, here's another one. Um, Khadija Mella, uh, this is, I mean, this is an incredible story. She's the, the UK's first Muslim female jockey uh, to ride in a hijab and she was racing at Goodwood recently. And that in itself was historic. 
Uh, and what happened at Goodwood? She said herself, you know, she was aiming best case scenario to finish middle of the pack. And a bit like a Rocky movie, except it's real. She she ended up winning. I mean, the word the word fairy tale is often overused, but I mean, this is a this is a fairy tale. I mean, this is a movie. She first rode on a racehorse when what, as a child? No, three months ago. I mean, what on earth? She learned to ride at a charity stables for inner city kids. I mean, this is, this is incredible. If you, if you know a movie producer, tell them to start bidding now because this is remarkable. Um, and she rode on Haviland, uh, took it to victory uh, in a charity ladies race, the Magnolia Cup. What a, what a remarkable story, Khadija Malik. She's only eighteen years old, um, so I'm currently I'm currently also working on the Tezza Clock Show for Channel Four. And uh, the reason why I flag this is because. In the studio, there's people from every single background. And a bit like with the cricket story, the importance for diversity, but togetherness in that diversity. And I th- my point is, I think I can say without fear of recrimination that horse racing, as someone who's been to quite a few meetings down the years, it, it can feel like a particularly white sport. And so the fact... Uh, that young Ms. Meller, at the age of 18, has has achieved this is uh, a very inspiring story and, and proof. She sort of said this herself in a, a post-race interview. If you have the ambition, you, you can achieve anything. I mean, that is... Maybe, maybe I'm getting carried away there, but I, 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 I read this and uh, it doesn't take much for me to have to swallow hard on a tear but but this this was certainly a story that did that so our chat with laura whitmore is next to explain this took place at uh, york hall in london so if it sounds echoey we had to find a quiet room that will explain that uh, and then also just to explain laura and i have a mutual friend the voice of love island ian sterling so at the start we ch- were chatting about ian if you're piecing together uh, who that is. Ian Sterling, God bless him. I was born on May the 4th, so May the 4th be with you. Are you re- we really? I, I'm obsessed with Star Wars. Do you know Ian had never watched an episode of Star Wars? An episode. He never watched a, um, a film. Hang on, Star Wars I keep this saying this is gold. Yeah, I keep, I'll, I'll shut off. Absolutely. No, no, this is good. Some, uh, hang on, I'll get, I'll get my pad. I, I interviewed someone recently, and mid-interview, you hear me ripping my questions off the top of my notepad, and I thought... I not- love that. I love that. <laughs> I, use, I use notepads all the time. I just like it, rather than... Yeah, it's just something like writing questions out. Totally. The form of it. And I, I also worry that I'm getting to an age where, uh, oh, that would have been a good question. Oh, I didn't write it down. You know. Especially like if it's not TV, it doesn't matter what you're like. Like if I'm doing radio, I'll always just have a notepad and I'll just like cross it off as I've asked it. Because sometimes I'm like, have I asked that already? Should I ask it again? For sure. But I mean, broadcasting. I mean, I've been, I've been a journalist for twenty hair shedding years yeah. now. <laughs> but I always think broadcasting is in my opinion, a trickier skill than writing. Because if you make a mistake and you're live, yeah. there's no delete key. No. But you do have, like, people in your ear and people... Like, there's a bigger, like, group of people around you. Well, should be good looking after you. Does that not make it harder, though? The bit, how hard is... Genuinely, how, how hard is the person in the ear thing? Because, I mean, if I was trying to talk while someone's going... And, yeah, now you get 30 seconds and you look at the weather. And then, it depends get... who it is. I'm really lucky I work with good people and I only do switch, so I'm like, just talk to me when I need to be talked to. But, sure. then, and I, but I, then I did something recently and someone was just yapping away like 
giving me ideas for questions as I was interviewing the person. And I was like, the more they tell me what, I can't hear what they're saying because they kept telling me what to say. And I'm like, shut up. But you can't tell them to shut up. What can you do? Is there a signal? Can you like tap your head or so, you know, to say, for the love of God, leave me alone? No, not really. But you can take your earpiece out. <laughs> if, you, if you take it out, then they can get engaged that you're not happy with it or something's wrong. That's good. Well, uh, well to, to kick off with, I get. Tell you what, to kick off with, how did this come about? Because I've looked at the course already. Yeah. And, and you, obviously you thought of me when you saw that. First thing that came to mind, Laura. Yeah. I, I thought, Laura Whitmore. Pure Whitmore. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. If, if I, you know, I, you know, you get the email before these things, and you have a read. What I thought this was, and what it actually is, very different. Oh my God, could not be further apart. So I was watching two guys. They both did an actual somersault. Yeah. And I think I, I think I said out loud. Sorry for my language here. I actually said, "Fucking hell!" I know. Because I thought I, I've got a, a, one of my girls is about to turn four. Yeah. Our version of tag is different. I mean, it's not even a forward roll. It's a professional tag. Who takes to a new level? Well, those guys you saw flipping around earlier on, I was out there. They were flipping over my head, so I was like, "Oh God!" Um, but uh, yeah, this is basically they've just brought it to a new level, um, and it started off actually just a guy and his son used to play tag like yeah. just out in the garden, and. He, thought you know what there's something in this let's bring this to a new level and they just created a professional sport out of it um and you know you've seen it with your own eyes there it's you know the the actual course is very cool and there's like there's rules i was going through it this morning with one of the guys and he was showing me like there's certain ways to place your hand and there's certain ways that you need to do things so it is a very proper sport now yeah but also it's kind of a bit like going to the playground as an adult absolutely which is why i think i like it so much well, I was going to say, in terms of in terms of getting fit, fitness and health is a a, yeah. a, a, a constant theme for, for us at Balance, as you can tell with my ripped six pack. Um, I know you could have at least put a top on. I'm sorry, it's look, it's glistening here at me. Have you oiled off? It's the one thing I demanded. <laughs> um, but yeah, someone who's uh, I'm not the only one here. A lot of people struggle with the monotony of running or the monotony of, Boring, of a treadmill yeah. or, or what have you. Going to the gym. Whereas yeah. this is absolutely bonkers in the in the best way possible, isn't it? I just think when it comes to fitness, it's each to their own. Um, I, it doesn't really work for me going to the gym by myself, and I, I, I'm scared of the machines. I don't know how they work. Sure. Uh, or I'll do something wrong, or it's always filled with loads of people who look like they don't they don't need to go to the gym. Yes. Um, so I God, was, never thought of that. Yeah. I'm going to pass that as my own opinion from now on. <laughs> I don't need to go to the gym. Why are you here? Um, so uh, for me, I've always tried to, I don't know, kind of make, like I'm not a gym bunny or anything, just kind of make it work in my life. Sure. Um, I remember when I first moved to London, like 11 years ago now. Um, that's somebody taken away by the ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't write this at home. Um, but I, um, yeah, when I first moved 11 years ago, I joined, it was very Irish, a group of us joined a tag rugby team, which was no contact, no contact sport, basically. Yeah. You had these Velcro things you got to rip off. And I loved it, and mainly because of the community feel, just kind of getting to know other people. You go to the pub afterwards and have some chips and a pint. Uh, but then it was actually, you'd be sweating after it. And it was really fun and silly, and it was mixed teams and... Um, I didn't really think that I was doing anything physical activity. I was doing it just for fun, just mm-hmm. as a catch-up. But then I, I was like, actually, this is... I feel really good afterwards. I feel better in myself. What is it? What's changed in my life? Um, just from doing a bit more exercise. So for me, I've always tried to find things that keep me entertained. I'm probably more a person who would go to... I'll go to a dance class or I'll go to a, something that's fun. There's um, a dance class I did called uh, Dance Like You're in a Music Video. Yes. So basically, you just make love to the wall and you dance like you're Britney Spears. Um, and I was like, that, that's the kind of stuff that sure. I want to do. So when this came up and I was approached about this, first of all, I, I didn't realise it was a professional sport and that 
like today and this evening they have the today during the day anyone can come down and it's um free um and then this evening you've got the professionals coming down and i think we're going to find out who the european champion is amazing um, which is a whole other level uh but yeah I, i i didn't know this existed i didn't know you could do this as a professional sport but uh, this morning they had me going around the course a few times so sweating by the yeah. end of it it was Absolutely. fun though and laughing as well so is this obviously there's the, there's the pros once this uh, event finishes tomorrow I believe is that correct yeah so there's today and tomorrow is this a thing that people can if it, you what? can sign up to do yeah you can probably create your own little local teams go on um, so I'm, like, I'm sure you can I mean I, I don't know enough about it but I'm sure you can like google your local team or create your own team sure. I love this this wasn't a sport like six years ago and now they've made it a sport so I want to kind of I might turn something else into a sport I said something else like, <laughs> like shopping yes yeah that's a sport I know someone very close to me would be captain of a team there yeah, yeah. Uh, Emily if you're very close so sorry that I said that because um, <laughs> well, uh, something you touched on there I think this is very true of people who move to London, but of anyone who moves to any big city, it can be it can be a lonely place, can't it? So you know, the- especially London, it's fast paced, and I found it difficult because when I first moved from Dublin, and even though Dublin is a city, um, I lived just outside Dublin, but I lived in Dublin when I went to uni. Um, it's still a city, but it was very homely and friendly. Sure. London, I remember getting off a bus and saying thank you to the bus driver, and he looked at me like I had three heads. Or that I was going to mug him. I was like, why are you talking to me? Um, so I found that really difficult. People don't make eye contact. So doing something like joining a team, even, you know, I've got a few friends who've joined yeah. five side football teams. Um, two of my really good mates, Keela and Dee, there's a women's football team down, um, I think it's down South London. So they, they've joined that. Um, and yeah, it's activities, but just getting to know people. But these and there is tangible proof that this this helps people, can't it? Oh, the, you, know, you, you get that you get that move, and you think, oh, it's exciting. I'm in London. But then if you're, you know, in your, alone in your room, oh, X nights on the trot, it, it, it was really it hurts, hard. doesn't it? It was hard because I moved to London. I didn't know anybody here, and I got this incredible job working for MTV. And I won a competition called Pick Me MTV, and I, I got the job, but I'd know where to live or stay. So I had to look. I was looking on Gumtree and Spare Room, and <laughs> going around to all these different places. And then. I was starting the job in a week and I still hadn't found anywhere. Um, I remember going around because I didn't realise just how shit some of the accommodation is in London and how expensive it is. Yeah. Um, and I remember my mom coming over the weekend before because she was worried I hadn't found anywhere and she was coming around with me going, oh God, what, what, where is my daughter going, this big city? Um, and then eventually I joined and not joined eventually through spare room I found this little place and I lived with like a solicitor and a guy who worked in the, in the city so, yep. so far from MTV Laura um, and I I was working during the day and I had this great job but I was a bit bored because I didn't know what to do after like after I came home from studio I didn't know what to do so I joined I, I had the tag rugby but I joined I had a knitting group I joined Stitch and Bitch yeah um, I did French lessons for a while. I was just like sign, signing up to anything just to kind of meet people and not feel lonely in the city. Please say it's in the uh, complimentary spirits intended. Yeah. I, uh, sincerely, I think if listeners hear that, they'll think they'll associate you with a very glamorous lifestyle. Oh, God, it was hard. But then to hear that, they'll think, you know, they'll feel that the world feels like a 
slightly smaller place when you say something and like that. And it was very different. Like, when I first joined MTV, you get invites to parties and stuff. So I was kind of going out to these parties because I didn't know anyone. I had nothing else to do. But a lot of the parties were quite extreme. And I remember once going out with two of my male colleagues. And they were kind of going out to all these glitzy places with all these girls and stuff. And I was like, this is so not my scene at all. Yeah. And, like drinks were very expensive and I was like this I can't keep up this lifestyle um, but that was the only way I could kind of meet people so then I had to find all these other little things that were more Laura that I was kind of sure. doing on the side that I didn't I was almost embarrassed to tell MTV I was doing the case they were like actually you shouldn't have won that competition because the face of MTV Europe is not going to be doing Stitch and Bitch <laughs> Like, sometimes we go, sometimes we go away to like festivals abroad, and then like when we'd be like, I don't know, we'd be on a coach or something going to the hotel. I'd just get my knitting out. I was like, this doesn't fit. This is a non-brand. But I mean, we've touched on it obviously with with the tag, and I think of something like Robot Wars that was a hit on BBC Two for for years. Does this not lend itself to a, a TV Ooh, show? Maybe. But with, 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 with uh, hosting, yeah, obviously, absolutely. Um, or if not doing it. Um, well, there's, there's a lot of shows. Um, like Ninja Warrior when that was on yeah. Ninja Warrior's on now Cannonball was on yeah. um, uh, the big one the big famous one why can't I think of it with um, not Takeshi's Castle no but that's great as well that sort of thing but that, I'm scared of that I feel like that's oh, dangerous it's very fine uh, but I feel um, what's the show what's Total Wipeout and Total Wipeout very good that, I was like what's the, the big one I think you're sat there going please ask me <laughs> you're like rustic um, five house points because I always watch that um, yeah so when I was doing the course I was like I just feel like someone was going to come with a big red ball and just throw it at my head um, <laughs> but what's great about this is you've got the professionals doing it but anyone can go and do it yes because a lot of sports are quite intimidating you have to have a certain level before it can be fun uh, so for this it can be fun with no experience but this would be, I mean I'm, I'm, well not the flips not with those lads not with the flips. Outside. I, I, I sound like a TV producer here but I can imagine like a team from Derby, you know, with Should we pitch this? Edith as captain, mm-hmm. and they have to take on a couple of professionals. Yeah. I mean, we're we're going to be millionaires. But if you think about it, tag is the most people understand basic what tag is. We've tag all played tag. We've all played it as a kid to yeah. some to some degree. This is just taking it to a new level, so everyone's familiar with it. Um, and I, I was saying this to someone recently: as we get older and we become adults, we forget how to play. We've, playing is we've re- written a feature in balance about this exact really? topic absolutely and just be childlike I read um, a book recently who is it by talking about the different sides of the brain that you use at left it's called at, at, is it at left brain turn right I can't, I'll look it up in a sec um, but they just there was like a whole chapter about being more like children do you know when you're a kid and you run so fast that you can't breathe totally that we don't do that no. enough as adults the closest I get to that is missing the number 59 bus <laughs> but that's not the same it's not the same because there's no fun involved no there's no fun involved but do you ever like run down a hill and you're like I don't oh. know if I can stop that feeling <clears throat> the feeling that you can't running. believe your luck yeah because there's just the, the boundless energy and enthusiasm yeah. and the heart is racing and you know the, <sighs> You yeah, know. we don't do we don't do that like no. kids and just like just play and have fun. We're also serious all the time because we feel like we have to be. So I think play more. There is a, there is a quote about we get old because we don't play. The, the listener will be screaming at the uh, what it is. We're terrible. But <coughs> God, I was going to remember stuff. This, is, like, this is a spin-off podcast. Yeah, get that quote the slightly paraphrase, wrong. Paraphrase, <laughs> paraphrase podcast, something like this. No, it, again, I think it has it has been proven that uh, it helps with longevity and our well-being and our wellness just by playing and, and having fun. I'm a dad. There's nothing I love more than playing with my kids. If, if we have a family meet-up, people know that 
I'm the dad will stick me in a room because I'll entertain the kids. Because I'm at heart. And everyone's saying, oh, he's so good looking after the kids. You're like, I'm having a great time. I'm going to play. Way more fun than the adults. I'd rather play tag Mm. than be talking about mortgages in the dining room. Yeah, I hear you. I've got a dog. Put that on a tombstone. But yeah, that's strong. I've got a dog similar. I feel like it was really good for me because it got me going to the park more often. Actually, got me talking to my neighbours. I didn't talk to my neighbours for ages until you go to the park and you've got a dog. Absolutely. And then everyone talks. And just being in the park with him and just getting away from your phone and just throwing a ball. And he catches the ball, but he he doesn't bring it back. He's not very good at that. He just (laughs) keeps on going. Keeps on running. More exercise for you as you chose. More exercise for me. Still, I didn't teach him uh, catch very well. Um, But yeah, similar to you saying with kids, like having the dog and just having that element of play. um, and Have a bit of fun. Have a bit of fun. One thing I wanted to talk about with with you, uh, you you made it happen yourself. I think there is a misconception that when someone catches a break, it's very easy, especially in an age of social media where people are very quick to... I'm from before that time. Well, absolutely. (laughs) But people are very quick to voice an opinion or or make Mm. an assumption about someone. But you absolutely made this happen yourself, didn't you? Could you explain... I know you've touched on it already, but quite extraordinary, really. You'd you'd studied journalism originally, hadn't you? Well, I I studied journalism. I have a degree in journalism. But at the end of the day, I won a competition to get my job. Um, I think it's like anyone. It's just getting that first break. Sure. So I, in Dublin, was studying journalism. Didn't really know what I wanted to do. I studied drama... And then I wanted to go down the acting route, but I, my dad said, get a real job. Um, oh my God, my mum said the exact same thing to me. Then. So then I ended up becoming an MTV presenter, which wasn't <laughs> a real job at all. And I remember I entered the competition, it was in my final fourth year doing my thesis, and I entered this MTV competition. I didn't really tell anyone, because um, you just don't want to tempt fate. And I just wanted, basically, an email address of somebody so I could probably get some work experience. And I was then in, interning in a radio station in Ireland, uh, in a newsroom, so it was more news it was quite depressing um, and yeah I entered this competition and I remember telling my dad and he was like well you're not going to win that not because he doesn't believe in me because everything's fixed in his head he was like you know the girl from Ireland isn't going to win this yeah. um, London job he's, he's probably been quite protective there isn't he probably and he's just probably from experience and stuff yeah. he just, I think he just wanted me to he wanted me to go down the business route he's in business and stuff and like a, a job that's stable that's not stable um, so I yeah so I entered that and I ended up winning it um, and got a year's contract and, and moved to, to London and that was the break I was I think I was lucky because you get the break and it was a year's contract but the hardest thing is keeping it and then building off it so uh, yeah it's been that was 11 years ago now and I only came for a year and I'm still here so it's incredible though isn't it yeah I mean I'm really I'm really having fun but the, the lesson there for anyone is um, and I'm not trying to encourage people to spend all the savings on lottery tickets but the lesson there genuinely is if you if you never try it, you're not in it. You can't win it. So what? So then, what happened there from the the MTV gig? So then, from the MTV gig, I it was quite a quick turnaround. I think I found out. So it ended up being like a TV show. I didn't know at the time it was, but it was like it was like five episodes, and it was very low key, and it was um, three judges. So you had randomly Emma Willis, Alicia Dixon, and Trevor Nelson. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. But it wasn't, they filmed you in the room when you were interviewing, but never like outside the room. So they were the judges on for this episode yeah, of the show? Yeah. Because Emma Willis started on TV, didn't she? Yeah, she did, yeah. It was her, Alex Zane, and Dave Berry. Yeah, in fact. and I've like worked with all of them now, like, and I see them now in a working capacity, which is surreal. Yeah. Really surreal. Because I remember when I was 18 being in the audience of TRL in London, you know, going, I want that job. Um, TRL? Oh my remember? God. Remember? Well, Square. Oh, those are the days, the good days. Music um, <laughs> on television. See, this is the thing. Chris Rock has talked about this before, that MTV used to be music on television. But those shows were, were wonderful, weren't they? They were great, but people don't want to watch music on television, apparently. I don't know. So what do they want to watch instead, then? They want to watch reality shows. They rate much better. So what happened there was that those shows got phased out, and it was the Osbournes and... I mean, they still make... Uh, like, you look, you know, we do the MTV... Award. I don't really work with MTV much anymore, but I'll come back for, like, the Europe Music Awards or something. And... Uh, this weekend is Glastonbury um, I'm doing my radio show down there with BBC yeah. and I feel like everyone watches that on TV because I, I still think there's a place for music on television um, and I love going to gigs and music is such a passion for me anyway again going back to doing something to, to release any negativity and there's a huge side for mental well-being I think from going to gigs and listening to music music is so powerful I want to come back to music because that's something that yeah. our mutual friend had, had, had mentioned as a, a good thing to... Talk about. Oh, like. yeah, he knows things. Well, I mean, there's doing research. You can go on the internet or you can cheat. I think the internet might know more about me than he does. <laughs> <laughs> Although the internet does lie. What's the, what's, now, what often happens is I might be listening to a podcast or, or watching an interview and someone will ask a question and the person interviewing will go, oh, no, that's... Totally, it's totally not true. That's someone put that up as a joke. Has that sort of thing happened to? I interviewed Stephen Dorff, the actor, yes. years ago, um, and I was handed a card. So I, for MTV, because I had a journalistic background, they let me write questions a lot. But then you'd always be given a list of questions, and then you kind of go in. And so I had like a, a fact sheet, <laughs> and I was like, "So Stephen, you you've been in 113 music videos." He's like, no, I haven't. That's just on Wikipedia. And I was like, who gave me these questions? Um, but he laughed about it. So I'm like, do you know what? I'm always going to check things myself from now on. But the person who's done that research, uh, they've done that in good faith, haven't they? It's Wikipedia, yeah. so, yeah. I once interviewed uh, Catherine Hahn, who's like, you know, if you're a movie fan or a TV fan, yeah. one of your favourite actors. And towards the end, I, I, so this was on IMDb, which I thought was a, a trusty yeah. source. I said, oh, you love yoga and painting. She was like, no. Where did that come from? I think, I think either like a mate of hers had put it up as a Someone joke. Because yeah. anyone, can, anyone can edit Wiki and um, IMDb. They're not sure. the best sources. No, indeed, indeed. But then they're the first thing that comes up. Yes, absolutely. Um, w- one question 
I, I ask a lot is, was, was this a plan? What I mean by that is a lot of people will say, yes, when I was, when I was young, uh, I'd visualised all of this. There's the Jim Carrey story where yeah. he wrote the $10 million cheque. I love it, that story. And that sort of thing. Yeah. Was it a plan with you or was, was this just a thing where... Um, that, I knew I wasn't going to have an office job. Um, and I always... See, I think that's amazing that you... Oh, yeah. I, young age I just knew I couldn't sit still behind a desk and I... I think most people who work in an office feel the same way. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Some people are made for it more than others, though. Um, yeah. And I think I always wanted to do... I was really, When I was younger, I, I grew up with just my mom. Um, and my mom said, the teacher said I was, wasn't talking in class. I was really shy. Um, so, <laughs> look at me now. Um, so she uh, <laughs> sent me off to drama lessons. And she said, the day I came home from drama, I just was a different person. Um, and then I remember when I moved to when I went to university and I moved out of home when I was 17, 18 for the first time and again it was similar to moving to London it was quite lonely I didn't really know anyone on campus um, hadn't hadn't studied with bo- I went to a convent it was for some of those boys in my class it was like yeah. a lot to take in and I joined the drama society and I got um, cast in uh, Antigone Proud and then I, I was like oh I found my people so I knew I was. I felt like something that was either, and then I, I also wrote for the school new, uh, for the college newspaper, um, and then I ended up setting up a magazine um, with a few mates. So I wasn't intentional. I just knew what I was drawn to, and what I liked, and then I found Joanna Lumley said this at the Baftas a few years ago that she just wanted to be with her people. And she felt when she was in those situations with writers, with actors, um, people in the biz, it's just people of the same wavelength as you. Yeah. that you can connect with sure. so not necessarily that I thought this is I'm going to do present this or present that I just thought I just need to do something that's creative and be around people who are like minded whatever that may be and that's a really beautiful feeling isn't it because it's, yeah. it's almost like the, the veil is lifted and you go ah oh, this is yeah, this is what it's all about because you can be doing things sometimes because you feel you should do things and I have a lot of friends especially when you study a degree in something so be it journalism or law or like I have friends who studied journalism and then went down the harder news side and found sure. it really difficult yeah. um a lot of things that you see and have to decide what you know what you're going to print or what you're not going to print and it's it can be really tough but you feel i've put four years into this or i put five or six years into this i have to keep going down this route i had a friend who had studied medicine and um, and that's like a huge time to put into it and then realized i don't want to do i don't want to be a doctor i don't want to do this um, and making that decision is hard harry hill Really? Was a, was a was a doctor? No way! All those years of studying, yeah, and then thought I want to be a comedian. Wow! So I, so I did, I'm his warm up guy on his TV shows, yeah. and often he'll do a bit. You know, he's upside down in a fish tank, wrestling with an inflatable shark or something, and then he'll come up. Sometimes he'll just say this for the studio audience's benefit. He said, "I did five years at medical school." Well, um, my partner who mates with you, um, Ian, has a degree in law. I what are you talking he's about? Actually, like, I mean, he's he's got a full degree. Like, he finished it off from Edinburgh University, like a nice prestigious university. I know, shocking, isn't it? That's I mean, why he knows what he's allowed to say and not allowed to say legally. But um, yeah, are you serious? Yeah, he's a full degree in law. Oh my god! So that one of the most carefree. <laughs> Can you imagine him representing you in court? Of all the. Because we, I mean, you know, we've talked about such a, ra- a a wide range of topics. And you know him from the comedy scene. And he's so, never yeah. ever brought that up. Is that because it's slightly not 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 at odds? I think sometimes I think he said it. You sometimes. know, because on stage, his persona is he's so he's so a naturally mess, a mess funny. Of a man. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I guess so. Because he's so 
he's so funny and so naturally funny. Maybe that's the, the, the legal background is at odds with... Yeah. I think it was something he did before and he was like, I've got, I've got a law degree just so you know. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just, I just think making that decision, if you've gone down one route, you can always turn around and go down another route. I think that's quite a common thing, you know, that people mm. get to a certain point in life. Yeah, but some people wait, waste a long time in the other route, you know, because it's difficult, especially if you need to make money and it's very yes, hard to... It's best The creative world, it's hard to make money until you're in it for a while. So perhaps if you are going to make that jump, you've, you've actually got to... Try and do it. Or, or, act. or you work and you save up money so you can kind of take the time to then do it the way you want to do it. But the hard. lesson is probably not procrastinating you know because yeah. we all know the person that talks a great game yeah oh i'm going to do this and that but you've difficult you've only got one life as well so we yeah, need to use sure. use your time hang on a sec voices Ooh. coming from different places that was terrifying we're in a really weird building as well it's quite old school as yes, it's like changing rooms upstairs but it's cool i like it i'm of an age to remember the sarah green documentary ghost watch and that's what i was getting a flashback to from that from here when you walk in oh i did go upstairs to find a loo and uh, it was a little bit eerie like there was no one up there but like creaks and stuff i'm like mm. well we, we, we were going to talk about music earlier uh what's your relationship there what, what was the band that did it for you what was the you know because yeah when you discover that band that makes you realize oh i, 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 love I actually love music you yeah know? I, I remember growing up in bray county wicklow every thursday night there was an open mic night in a little bar called the harbour bar and um, around the corner from where i lived and um, i used to go down there with my mates and just listen to people playing new music um, and then when I went to university, we used to hang out in Eamon Doran's in Dublin City, uh, Dublin City Centre. Yeah. Um, and listen to a lot of bands there. Um, I think Stereophonics, maybe? Or Foo Fighters. They were the kind of the first ones. I remember going to a Stereophonics gig um, and being like, this is great. And it was, um, which album was it? Um, why can't I think of the name of the album? Uh, the first one. Yeah, a thousand trees with a thousand trees. Yes, um, there's some absolute hammers on that album. Oh, boy in the photograph, like yeah. this. Um, and oh my god, local boy in the photograph. Local boy in the photograph. Oh my so, god, and actually, it totally holds up now as well. Yeah, and I was talking to uh, Kelly Jones, the lead singer, recently, and because um, he's kind of gone back to do some solo stuff, and he kind of goes back to that social narrative. Because I mean, stuff that they talk about then in that album is so relevant today as well. Sure. Um, especially with the news and media. Yes. Um, but then just seeing a live band play and just like really great musicians because growing up you had the CDs and you listened to it but then I think there's something special in seeing the band perform and I remember going to a music festival it was called Witness at the time it doesn't exist anymore in Dublin um, it was actually wasn't in Dublin it was outside Dublin um, and I think it was Foo Fighters I saw live was a few fighters I saw. There's a few different bands I saw live, and I remember just thinking, oh, "This is a this whole is other what it's level." All about. And then finding new bands. You go to see a band you like, and then when you're waiting, you end up seeing these other bands. Totally. So that's probably that was probably where my love of, of music came. Have you ever got to interview a hero? Yeah, like all of them. That's why, like, working for MTV was just brilliant. <laughs> it's a way to meet them all in a in a cool way where I could pretend I'm not a fangirl. Except <laughs> Dave Grohl did write. He wrote that and got a tattooed over it. That is, that is incredible. Although when he wrote it, I was like, oh, do it smaller, do it smaller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not too big. Um, so Happy Ever After is a lyric from one of the songs, um, which I thought was very nice. Um, and also it was a new song because I, I, I said to him, like, how many times have you written Everlong on somebody? And he's like, quite a lot. So I'm like, have you done this before? And he went, no. I'm like, okay, I'll do that one. Um, I, so he man, was lovely. When I was a teenager at 1995, Leeds Town and Country Club. Yeah. Sort of Foo Fighters. This, I mean, such an odd thing to do. End up going to the hotel and meet and meeting them. But when you're that age, it's 
it's mind blowing, isn't it? It's, to make these oh things. my god! It's and he's he's like he's the one, isn't he? He's as the well. nicest. He's, yeah, and he has that reputation of being the nicest guy. Uh, sometimes I don't like. I hate interviewing someone I like too much because I feel like I I, I need, don't have my interviewer head on because I'm don't fangirl, don't fangirl. Sure. Um, but then then you just realise they're all just people, aren't they, in a room? And then even people like I've interviewed like the other extremes, like the Britney Spears and the J Lo's, who are so iconic. Kind of. I mean, that's ridiculous. But then you go into a room with them and you're like, oh, they're just a person. They're just a physical person and they're drinking tea. (laughs) Yeah. Is that a bit of a. Mind blowing. I was going to say, is that a bit mind blowing to see uh, uh, a global Uber icon drinking tea? I always think you need to kind of separate, like, I uh, went to see Spice Girls on their big uh, reunion recently. How was it? Oh my God, it was an out of body experience. Because I went with all the girls and uh, I know Emma Bunton. Hang on, was Ashling there? Ashley B. Yes. Yeah, she was. Oh, yeah, I remember um, the picture And an Eleanor, and uh, I think she was unintentionally dressed as Mel C. <laughs> I, I was very intentionally dressed as Emma Bunton. <laughs> but for me, there's like Emma Bunton, who I know, but then there's Baby Spice. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. Do you know okay. what I mean? I do, and I do. So, like, when she's on stage, Baby Spice. Yeah. And I dressed up as her and I'm fangirling, but then. There's your mate Emma. Then she's Emma. So, when I saw her and I was like dressed as her, I'm like, oh, sorry, I'm just, this is weird. So I'm mindful that we are nearly yeah. out of time. Before we go, may I ask, what, what do you do for balance? Now, you see, we, we've known each other for half an hour. We obviously have yeah. it, Ian as a I mutual... talk to you more than I've talked to some of my mates. <laughs> um, we also have a mutual pal in, in, in Ian. Yes. What really comes across is, despite growing up in this media spotlight, uh, you, you're clearly super grounded, super normal. What, what do you well, do? <laughs> normal is a... I wouldn't use that word. Well, what I mean is, what, what, do, you do, for, what do you do for balance? Um, for balance, it's it's things like the exercise. Um, I'm a big fan of yoga. Yes. Huge fan of yoga. In fact, I brought into a few Bikram yogas. Yeah. Um, and I think it's great for guys, girls, all ages. Doesn't matter if you're flexible or not flexible. Um, I was really stressed yesterday. Was a really stressful day. There was a lot going on, and I I worked out there was a time slot of ten to eleven a.m. I could have gone to yoga, and uh, even though it would make me tight in time for everything else, I just went. And I knew I'd have to run out and kind of go straight to something else. But I knew by going into that, I was giving myself an hour off my phone when no one could get me. And I'm giving myself... I knew it would stay with me for the whole day. I was about to to say, by going to yoga, I did it for years and I went freelance. I've barely been to a It's hard, isn't it? Just to kind of... Once you miss it for a while, it's really hard to get back in. It's that freelance mindset of... You, you do that do thing of... You go, oh, definitely take... I'll I'll take Mm -hmm. Tuesday off. Ring, ring. I'll do it. I'll do it, I know. But, but, but by going to a yoga class in the morning, you're yeah. actually, you're making the whole day better, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, even if it means I, like, I'll, I'll do the 6am class and it'll mean like an, you know, an hour less or two hours less in bed. Sure. I'll know I'll last longer in the day if I do that and I'll feel better about myself and I'll eat better because I've started off well. Well, if I probably sleep on, I'll be like, ah, well, I've ruined the day already. Give me pancakes, you know? Perfect. Uh, Laura, that was an absolute blast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Really lovely Thank to meet you. you. Really lovely. Thanks, Laura. Talk all day. I could, absolutely. Thank you. Are you, you. going to do the course? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Huge thanks as always. It means a lot. Uh, if you could leave a five-star review, if you could write something as well. I'm asking a lot, uh, but it, it, it all helps with the algorithm and, and nudging it ever upwards uh, if, if this is the first one you've listened to visit our website balance.media uh, you'll find out a lot more about the podcast we've had people like uh, we've had the likes of I should say Dame Jess Ennis Hill 
Ricky Gervais, Patricia Arquette, Fern Cotton, David Hay was a very recent episode, uh, and many more. And we've got, I tell you what, I know who we've got in the bag for coming weeks. And there's some stone cold uh, classics coming up. Uh, thank you as always. Drop me a line, podcast at balance.media. And for sales, it is sales at balance.media. Huge thanks. I hope you have a lovely week. I've been James Gill. Goodbye. Thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.